Welcome to the Joy Farmer Podcast, Episode 2. If you want to experience more joy in your everyday, create space to grow and raise all of your farm dreams, and fully honor who you are and what you value, then this podcast is exactly where you want to be. I'm Bev Ross, and I cultivate joy on my farm in the most surprising of places, and I can help you do the same. Welcome to the Joy Farmer Podcast. Hey everyone, welcome to the Joy Farmer Podcast. I'm your host, Bev Ross, and today we're going to talk about why you should be creating plans for the things that bring you joy and how to do it. And I know, making plans sounds like just another thing to cram into your already busy schedule, or maybe you prefer your joy to be spontaneous, but hear me out. When I make my daily, weekly, monthly, and quarterly plans, I intentionally make time for the things that bring me joy. Let's call them joy-creating activities. I make sure that I get all the have-to-dos on the schedule, but I'm also making sure that I give myself ample time to work towards my personal goals. And right now, working on my farm plan is a huge personal goal, and It obviously brings me tons of joy to see progress being made on what is a huge undertaking. So fitting in all the things I need to do to work towards that is a priority for me. But so is making sure I get my work done and present at all my kids' activities and am investing time in my community. So needless to say, it can be a bit of a struggle to fit it all in. And quite frankly, it's taken me quite a while to get to where I am now with creating my schedule. So let's rewind just a little bit. When I first started on our farm, I was pretty scattered. I hadn't really thought of my farming as self-care yet, and I was still in that semi-panic mode about trying to raise and grow and cook all of the food alone. And I hadn't really made a plan for how to do that. Well, okay, my plan was to grow and cook and create all the food, but I had no idea how I was going to actually get all of that accomplished. I hadn't broken down the steps so that I could work towards this plan in a logical fashion. So I was basically the living, breathing example of fail to plan, plan to fail, which sounds so incredibly cliche, I know. So insert into that trying to create and grow and raise all the things we eat uh, into a schedule where I work full time, I'm co-hosting a podcast, I'm working a second job, volunteering to be on the board of directors for more than one community organization and having kids in after school activities. I was basically losing my mind really, really fast. And this isn't a humble brag about all of the things that I do. I just wanted to show you that if you're already thinking in your head that if I have time to schedule joy, I must not be that busy, you're wrong. But really, I want to let you know that the end goal here is not to just be busy all the time. It's to make sure that you can create the space to actually do the things that matter to you most. So Back at this time that I'm talking about now, 
I literally felt like I was failing at everything because I just couldn't figure out how to prioritize. To me, everything was critical and everything was important. And I kind of think that that is what happens when you're just overly busy. Your brain doesn't have the ability to really like discern what's critical and what's not. So because you're just constantly running around trying to get everything done, you're not critically looking at each thing that you're doing. And so you're basically like on a hamster wheel every day, running over and over and over again, trying to do all the things, failing at doing all the things, and then go to bed, try again tomorrow, and it just continues and continues. But I was totally out of time. I hadn't done anything for myself in what felt like forever. And I was wasting precious time on things that didn't actually bring me closer to my goals. But then I discovered a paper planner and learned how to use it. Dun, 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 dun. I know, I feel like there should be like trumpets or something there, but really that's kind of anticlimactic because it's a paper planner. It's not anything fancy. <laughs> but a paper planner works for me because I need the space to hash out ideas and take notes, organize a to-do list, and my days are really fast-paced. Like I mentioned earlier, I do a lot of things because all of those things really genuinely do bring me joy. And I'm usually on my phone or my laptop while everything's kind of coming at me throughout the day. So a paper and pen is faster for me to use and it's almost always readily available. I don't have to like switch screens or figure out how to work the latest thing. Like I just flip it open to my day and start writing. It's it's super, super easy. And it kind of takes off that mental burden of trying to figure out, you know, like how to do it or where to put things. And It turns out that science says that a paper planner is actually better for most people as well. So if you've been keeping everything that you need to do in a day in your head or are only planning digitally, listen up. Writing by hand makes us formulate our plans and to-dos better. And it also stimulates certain brain cells at the base of your brain that increase your focus. So the physical action of writing triggers this section in your brain that makes it turn into this like maximum focus mode. And once you write something down that you need to do, your brain will be working overtime for you in the background, making sure that you pay attention and remember. And there are many studies that look at this phenomenon, and one by the Dominican University of California found that people who wrote down their plans shared them with others, and maintained accountability for them, were 33% more likely to be successful versus those who just formulated the plans in their head. So if you think that working towards something that you want to do can bring you joy, you should take that into consideration. And one of the studies on this found that using a screen to plan instead of paper and pen limits the ability of your brain to get into that super focus mode. So the screen essentially becomes like a shield that distances us from what we write. So simply put, writing by hand is a much more engaging process for your brain as you form and connect the letters. Okay, so now you know you need to start planning the things. And paper is really the way to go, but how should you get started and what should you plan? Well, 
first you need to sit down and organize your priorities. And I have a few tips for you for that. You need to find a planner with a format that you love. And it can take you a while to settle on one. It actually took me two years to find the planner that I use now. And I'm fully committed and obsessed with it. It's the Michael Hyatt Full Focus Planner, and I will link to that in the show notes along with a few other planners that I have tried out because I definitely don't think um, that the one I have will necessarily work for everybody. It's pretty flexible, so it's possible that it could work for you, but there are a lot of really great planners on the market that use kind of a similar format with slight tweaking to appeal to different types of personalities. So I definitely recommend that you check out a few before settling on which one you want to try first. So the things that I look for in a planner is tons of space for fully fleshing out and planning goals and the steps that need to be taken to get there. I'm a very step-oriented person. I have to break things down. It is easier for my brain to take things in smaller chunks than just like a whole big goal. Um, you know, one of the great examples that I love to use is uh, learning how to hike with the donkeys. Like, yeah, hike with the donkeys. That's a great goal. But like, how do you get there? Well, you get there by buying the proper halters for the donkeys. And then you get there by practicing with them for 20 minutes a day for, you know, so many months. Uh, and then the next step would be maybe having some strangers walk with them in your yard to make sure that they behave just the same with other people as they do with you. And then buying a trailer and uh, traveling with them to go hike in another place. So they're like, a whole bunch of steps I can take to get to that like big goal of being able to hike with my donkeys. But if I'm constantly just saying being able to hike with my donkeys, like I don't know exactly what done looks like. And I could just say that walking around with them in my yard is hiking with them. <laughs> but to me, that's not it. So I break down all the steps. I also look for a planner that has plenty of pages for lists. Um, I'm a list person and love to just write things down. I need to brain dump constantly, otherwise it's ruminating in the back all the time uh, and it disturbs my sleep and disturbs my, con my concentration. So I make sure that when ideas come into my head, I write them down and get them out. I also really like daily planning pages and I want daily planning pages that have a daily schedule on them. This is a visualization of what my day looks like. Every morning I get to flip it open and I look and I can clearly see what gaps there are in my schedule and how big they are. So then I know, you know, what I have as extra space for spillover because days don't always go as you plan them to. We know that we have to interact with other people. We have families that we do things for. Um, so our time is not, you know, necessarily just our own. And also, you know, bosses need things, coworkers need things, um, animals get sick. So I want to know, you know, what my empty time is for those unexpected. But also some of that empty time gets to be the place where I can plan joy creating activities. And the other thing that I look for in a planner is a built-in system for capturing things that had to be put off because you ran out of time or you're waiting on more you know, pieces of it from other people. 
that's going to happen and you don't want to leave things undone or things behind because your planner is for the things that are important to you. So you definitely want to make sure that you have a way of recapturing all of that stuff that didn't get done. And let's face it, like no day is perfect. (laughs) Well, okay. I've had a few of those like really awesome, great, perfect days where you check everything off the list and you look at it and you're like, ah, this is so nice. It feels so good to accomplish so much. But most days there are just a few things that are out of your control and you got to move them. Well, you need to know how to do that and you need to know that things need to be moved so that they don't get left behind. Okay, so now I'm going to tell you why planning your joy, creating activities is so important. And this is really for those of you that have been thinking joy should be spontaneous because I can see why you think that. I mean, it's nice to be surprised and be surprised with joy. Um, but the truth is you really should be planning for some activities to bring you joy. And That's concluded from a study that was reported at the end of 2014 in the Journal of Emotion. Researchers named the concept that I call planning for joy creating activities, prioritizing positivity. And they investigated its association with various measures of well-being in 233 adults in a wide variety of ages. And results of that study showed that people who followed this approach were more satisfied with life in general, and they reported more frequent positive emotions and fewer depressive symptoms. Those who prioritize positivity with concrete plans and activities also had more psychological and social resources, such as resilience, mindfulness, and positive relationships. But it's important to know that while they were doing this study, They did conclude that trying to force happiness doesn't work. What you're doing is you're scheduling and planning time for things that you enjoy because that will increase your odds of feeling happy. Simply writing be happy on your planner from 2 to 3 p.m. isn't the way to do it. (laughs) So to wrap this episode up, I'm going to leave you with a few things. You need to get yourself a planner. If you have one and it's not working, I highly recommend you try a new one. The planners that I use are quarterly and they're undated. So you can rip the pages out of the ones that aren't working for you and feed them to your composting worms so you don't have to feel like they're being wasted. But whatever you do, don't stick with a planner that doesn't speak to you for a whole quarter. That is a sunk cost fallacy, and it will take you more time to find the planner that really helps you get to the core of what it is that you want to do. So don't hold on to one for longer than you need. Because they're undated, you can start and stop them anytime. So it's super convenient. Go that route. I promise you, you will find your dream planner much faster. I also want to let you know that you need to give yourself some time to develop your planning system. I really hate to tell you this, but buying a planner and using it isn't suddenly going to like bring you all the joy. It's a system that you've got to tweak and refine to make it work for you and your day and your priorities. So you'll have to put in a little time to discover how to make it work for you and your lifestyle. And Discovering what's truly important to you can also take a little time, but I promise that through planning your day, that will help you discover those things. And 
spoiler alert, I want to let you know right now that the things you keep deferring or Xing out of your planner without anything disastrous happening are likely some of those things that you can ditch in your regular routine. (laughs) That'll help open up a little more time for scheduling in those joy creating activities. And don't forget, you need to leave space in your plan for the unexpected. If you pack your day too tightly when you first get started, you'll just be setting yourself up to not have time to schedule your joy creating activities. And if after you've scheduled your daily activities, you realize that there's no space, it's time to make a change because it's not sustainable to have a full schedule all the time. Maybe think about if you can offload something to your partner or your kids or, you know, like I mentioned earlier, does it all really have to be done every day? Probably not. And You can cross off the things that you only think are important, but realize they aren't really later. That's totally okay. That's how you're going to discover those things. Write them down, pack your day full and be like, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. Like, I can't do this. There's not 28 hours in a day. Like, let's just face that. (laughs) And something else you can think about is maybe something on that list is something you can hire out or, you know, pick up or, you know, support somebody else's business to do. Um, So don't feel like you have to be the super person doing all of the things on your own. Like you want to make sure that your joy creating activities are really those things that light you up on the inside and really will create joy for you. And finally, make sure that those activities that you want to do can fit into your lifestyle. And if you're totally new to this, start small. Because each season in life has its own challenges. Uh, Like currently right now, I have a newborn goat on the farm. So a full night's sleep isn't really in the cards for me, even though sleep is basically one of the things that I'm known for. And I love sleep. It's super, super important to me. But it's not reasonable for me to expect to sleep at the level that I was before there were newborn goats here. So instead, to make up for that, I make sure that the coffee pot is full in the morning and I don't schedule any morning meetings that require critical decisions being made because I'm still a little sleep deprived from having to get up extra early and go straight outside to the barn. And I also make sure that while this is going on, I lighten the load a little bit and take off some of the extra tasks that don't really have to be done just so that I have a little breathing room and can catch up and maybe take a break on the days that were a little harder. Now, thankfully for me, raising baby goats is very short lived, so I don't have to live that, you know, for a whole year (laughs) like you do uh, with a newborn baby. But I think it's a good example of how life is just constantly changing. So as you're doing this, you're going to be making adjustments to make what you want to do and what brings you joy fit into where you currently are. And here's the thing that I want you to know about planning. It's a huge topic. And today I really only scratched the surface of how vital my planner has become to my daily life. So Don't forget, I will link to a few of my favorite planners in the show notes and mark the one that I've settled on and I currently use now. And I would love it if you send me your questions about creating a planning system. You can email those to joyfarmerpodcast at gmail.com. 
I will do an episode in the future where we follow up on this topic so that we can keep building on it and you have the best chance of nailing down your own plan this year. And I'll be sure and answer your questions in those future episodes because I don't think it'll take you years to nail down your planning system like it did for me with the little guidance. Uh, I started from scratch and nowhere. And I think that um, starting in this place will give you a leg up and hopefully we can get something nailed down for you within this year if you've been feeling a little scattered or like you just don't have time to do all the things that you want to do. So that's it. I hope that you found this episode helpful. And until next time, farm what brings joy. Thanks for listening to the Joy Farmer Podcast. You can find links to everything we discussed today in the show notes over at joyfarmerpodcast.com. And don't forget to rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts and follow us on Instagram at Joy Farmer Podcast.